Hey, everybody. Welcome to Refuse the Excuse podcast. I'm your host, Steph Strugnell, and this is where I give you the loving but honest get-your-shit-together advice I wish someone had given me in the different stages of life. My intention uh, is that you can laugh and relate and gain a new perspective and leave feeling a little more confident to take some inspired action into your life to owning your time, owning what's yours, and making some positive progress in your world. Thanks for joining me again today for another episode. I'm so happy to be chatting with you this week um, on a really good topic, the um, different rituals that can help fill up your cup based on the mood you find yourself in and what you're needing. So a little customized list of what to do when, which I thought would be really fun. Um, just curious what you guys are doing when you listen to the podcast. I, for myself, I always, always listen to them on drives because I'm already in my car. I'm already going to be, you know, doing something where I can be listening to something. So why not have that be inspiration and ways to help me grow? But I also like to listen to podcasts kind of doing mundane tasks where I don't have to, um, like focus on the task solely. So I'm very curious when you are listening to me or, you know, what you're doing when you're chatting with your good friend, Steph. Not that I could really get the answers unless I talk with you guys, but if you see me out and about, please share when you tune in and if something's been hitting home, because I absolutely love talking to you guys and to the listeners since starting the podcast. I feel like I've been having such great conversations and it's made me, you know, be more open about my passions and what I do and why I'm talking on these um, different topics. It's been a really nice way to connect with you guys about real life stuff. And I want to encourage you if you ever see me or to message me and let me know of a specific topic that you feel is lacking in your life or conversations you wish you were having or something you'd want me to cover because I would love to speak on some of that inspiration that's needed. So don't hesitate to let me know, fill me in on what's on your heart or what's on your mind that you could use a little extra perspective on. For this week's wrap up, what do I need to share with you? Well, firstly, I am diving back into uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book um, that I read daily, as well as Amanda Francis' Rich as F-U-C-K. <laughs> it always feels silly to like spell out the swear word. Not that I don't swear, but I'm trying to be a little more mindful of the words I use slash like if kids are around, I don't really want to be thrown around the F-bomb. But her book, Amanda Francis's book, is something I read every day. And then The Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is just a, it's a gem. And it's not all just surrounding money. That's a piece of it. But really, these books that I'm reading kind of daily help me to put myself in the type of vibration that I want to show up and attract in. Um, and speaking of vibrations, I've been doing a five-day little like workshop on manifestation. It was just a free thing from somebody that I started following and it's been giving me some really great downloads on ways that I've been playing small or holding myself back in ways that I want to expand and bring more fulfillment um, to my life. And that's what's great about the world of personal development or anything around like self-awareness and personal growth is you really can heal and learn a lot about yourself if you're willing to be open and ask the questions. Life is kind of an exploration full-time all the time if you want it to be and that's the beauty that you don't have to stay stuck in this one set of beliefs or this one habit if it's not suiting you or not making you feel happy 
me and my husband had this conversation just on the drive into Kitchener when we just went to grab some dinner with the boys and stock up on our Nespresso because coffee is life in this stage with children, for me at least. And we were chatting about happiness and, you know, what, where we want to see our marriage go in ways that we want to improve because we can see how easy it is to let things slip and become mediocre and then that mediocrity become the standard, which kind of makes me sad because when your children, if you choose to have children when they're gone, you don't want to feel like a stranger to your partner and you don't want to feel like you've just been the roommate status. And it's really easy to let that happen when life is in different stages. So we just got really uh, honest about what we want to see change and improve and, and ways that we can do that and which um, tools we might need to add to our repertoire to to help us get out of like certain habits and whatnot. And then we just chatted about how it's really easy for people, I think, to not even question if they're happy. Sometimes people are just living life and they haven't really checked in to say, hey, am I feeling like really happy every day? And not this fake, like, oh, be positive, but I mean, like, genuinely happy with life and, and your choices and where you're at. Do you find fulfillment? Do you have a lack of anxiety? Do you have a clear goal? Like, those check-in questions, it can be rare for people to ask that, and that's really unfortunate because you can't really grow and you can't really get to the next level of life and unfold more if your awareness isn't there. And so asking those questions during this manifestation workshop, again, to like tune me into the right um, state of mind has been so helpful and it's been really cool to see what has transpired from doing that workshop and being really intentional with my energy and my thought pattern and kind of tapping back into this place of dreaming and where I really see my life going. I find these types of workshops really powerful and it's inspiring me to recreate one of the group workshops that I did a while back uh, find you first I want to revamp that workshop for some spring cleaning for the soul while well, it's called spring cleaning from soul to soul isn't that catchy and cute <laughs> so if you don't know what I do I work with women one-on-one -on -one and I do coaching, personal development coaching and confidence coaching with a side of styling. So we really work on the inner expression from the heart outwards. So your soul of your shoe to soul of yourself. And I help women just navigate some of the roadblocks that they find themselves in around self-image and holding back and what keeps them in repetitive negative patterns. And we walk through different techniques and tools that can fast track their success and their goals. So I am um, going to the drawing board this week to create some of the marketing material and schedule some of the lives and different um, videos I'll do so that I can launch that um, spring cleaning soul to soul and hopefully open up about 10 to 15 spots for women that are feeling aligned to want to work in their energy and their confidence, level themselves up in a few different ways, especially going into spring around how you dress, how you're feeling. What, you, what rituals you're tapping into. So that will be fun and exciting and soon to come. So if you aren't following me on Instagram at The Confidence Curator, make sure you stop by there because I will be posting some information on what you get out of the workshop, how we work together, what it feels like, what it looks like, and all the details. So that'll be coming soon. And because there's a lot of information in this episode, 
I kind of want to jump right in because there's a little bit of explaining that goes along with each category and there's a lot to uncover and I don't want it to be like a 45 minute episode when it doesn't need to be. So we're going to just head right into the topic of the day, which is rituals to fill up your cup. And the truth bomb of today is I can find myself being a tad on the lazy side and I don't do that. I don't say that in a self bashing way, but more in an honesty way. I tend to gravitate towards cozying up on the couch and watching shows or movies. I'm a big TV person. And I have found over the years that although there's times when that feels good and is great, it's also sometimes used to just like numb out and not do the little things that I could to help put my state of mind into a better place or get closer to some of the goals I have. So I've had to be very honest with myself about, hey, this is you being in your lazy zone versus you in your self-care zone. And that's going to look different based on the mood and what I'm going through and what I need. But I've been really trying to, well, I have over the last few years really shifted that and shifted where I spend my time and what I do daily and the the just little habits that I've created to fill up my cup and be clear on what tomorrow brings and how I want to show up in it and, and what key pieces will bring a more like happy and fulfilled day versus a stressful chaotic day. So my truth bomb is that that I am very aware of my laziness and I bet you there's somebody listening listening right now that also feels like sometimes you know it's easier to just sit on the couch and watch the show and not do the thing that you kind of need to and they might feel really guilty about that but if you're listening please know that the shame and the guilt has no place here just the awareness to say, hey, is there a better way that I can spend my time? Okay, let's count down from five, do five, four, three, two, one, get up and move. Go do that thing, prioritize it, put an alarm on your phone, do things that help you get out of that funk or out of that habit if you know it's not serving you. And just know that you're not alone. Your girl stuff is very aware of the things that I do that help, that basically just like numb, not even like numb me out, but just don't leave me feeling like refreshed or energized or in touch with who I'm trying to be. And I think we all know those times that have happened. And hopefully these little rituals can be a little guidepost for you now for when you find yourself in these states of mind. And please make your own. Take these different examples I give you and I really encourage you to create your own little you know, go-to list for when you're feeling a certain way, you know, these little action steps um, really serve you. And you can only do that really through trial and error because you kind of have to try things on for size and see if they fit, see if they resonate and see if you're open to them. Maybe they put you outside your comfort zone a little bit, but they leave you feeling really refreshed. And that's a good thing. So trial and error is a big part of, you know, creating rituals that really can redirect you to a place that feels good and feels more happy, more fulfilled, more clear versus just like numbing out and doing like kind of nothing that doesn't help your state of mind. So the the categories I wrote down for these different rituals, because these are just things that come up for me, is different rituals for when you're feeling overwhelmed, for when you're feeling uninspired, for when you're wanting to energize, or when you're wanting to call in some good vibes. So for the first one, when you're feeling overwhelmed, so it might look like, you know, your to-do list is kind of running on and on and you don't feel like you're checking a lot off or you find yourself being more late and unorganized. And that's not a fun feeling, especially if you're a type A. 
my and my type eight sisters say what? I am definitely that way in some regards. Not I'm not full type A. I'm like a mix A B. <laughs> on one of our friend nights um, in our neighborhood, we discussed on like who's type A and who's not, and a few of us decided that we're kind of a mix of like type A, type B. Like we're not full on type A, but we definitely have tendencies, and that is me. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it tends to be that I'm feeling like kind of down, and I'm getting, you know kind of stuck in a negative headspace, don't really want to do anything because when you are overwhelmed with just daily tasks, you kind of resort to the nothingness, right? And for one night, that might be exactly what you need. And and you have to know that. You have to know when it's okay to just completely do nothing and when you're using it as a crutch. There is a difference and you got to be clear with yourself on those. So when I am feeling overwhelmed, when I'm in that state, because let's face it, I do. I have two kids. My husband runs a business. We're navigating these new titles that we've never had before in a marriage. So yeah, there's times when I just feel overwhelmed by just everything I expected of myself, everything that I want to see happen, how I want to show up. It becomes just overwhelming, especially with like that time of the month. Let's let's be honest there. The tricky little red devil throws a lot of wrenches into how you feel. And it's about time that we learn more about hormones because I like deep dove deep dived. I don't even know how to say that. I've been deep diving into hormones and it is fascinating how much it affects everything and how little information we have slash support slash like just like mainstream help on how to balance hormones. But anyway, when hormones hit, sometimes that makes even more things feel overwhelming. So there's a few things that you can do for ritual when you are feeling overwhelmed. The first thing, and these are things I literally do, like these are my kind of tried and true. So I hope that they can be inspiration for you. I always will do a five to 10 minute deep breathing or guided meditation. Guided meditation is important because it can be um, hard to just go to a blank meditation on your own if you're not someone that practices it. So I always suggest a guided meditation because meditation is so powerful. We know this. There's been so many cool studies done on it of why it impacts you. So find a guided meditation or do five to 10 minutes of really intentional, just deep breathing. I like to do what's called box breathing. If I'm ever feeling like the jitters and it's in through your nose for four, hold for four and then out through your mouth for four and make sure you let the um, exhale be audible because that helps move energy out of your body and out of your kind of aura and, and like energetic self. And sometimes that's really needed to kind of get out of that funk. You just need to move some stuff out. So make sure the breath is really audible. And then the next thing I do is I do a 10 point joy list. So 10 things that brought me joy that I liked from today and I write them out and they should be very like specific things and little things. So you kind of have to take inventory and stop all of the overwhelm to see some of the blessings because that can really shift your energy and like your headspace which sometimes is all you need. And then the only other couple things that I wrote down was um, to plan one thing to alleviate or replace a task. If you are feeling super overwhelmed, what is one thing you can take off your plate, ask for help in, or do the easy thing so that you can feel a little more grounded? This has been a big thing as a mom for me, is like if it's been a really hard day, there's big feelings, I haven't gotten to everything, or I've worked away from the home and I've got all this stuff to like, also do tonight the laundry's piled up my house is kind of gross my kitchen hasn't been picked up and you know on and on it goes when I feel the sense that that's getting a hold of me I ask what's one thing that would make this easier and sometimes that's takeout 
Or sometimes it's asking my mom if she could bring over dinner or it's um, communicating to my husband something I need him to take off my plate. Um, There's always one thing I can find to just alleviate the frustrations of feeling overwhelmed. One thing that can make things a little more simple. And then I also noted here to wear a cute AF but super comfy outfit. So like a little lounge set when you're feeling overwhelmed to just like take off your day, get out of those clothes and put on something that's cute and matching. Sometimes it does lift your spirits. Like truly a good little matching lounge set that you, you know, wear when you need that little pick me up. It can do wonders for the soul. So those are things that I would gravitate towards if I'm feeling overwhelmed. The next category is things that I'll do if I'm feeling uninspired. So I I put slash annoyed or judgy. When you're feeling uninspired or stuck creatively, 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 (laughs) English award goes to me. So when you're feeling stuck, um, you know, maybe it's in work, maybe it's stuck in your personal life, just like kind of uninspired within yourself, you tend to get a little more annoyed and you tend to be a little more judgy. That's just reality. You kind of see yourself with these like little bit of icky shades because of that like feeling stuck and feeling very like, "Ah, I'm not sure like where to go, but I don't feel great right now and I feel bleh and it's just not like things aren't clicking. So when I feel that, because I do pretty much weekly, like honestly, at least once a week, I definitely feel that because life is complex and there's a lot going on, dude. And it's just sometimes hard to be an amazing place in it. So when I'm feeling uninspired, usually it's like a negative funk. I'm bailing on things that I usually would do, or I'm dragging my feet or I'm hitting block after block. Um, the first things I'll grab, grab for is to turn on an inspiring podcast. So if I notice myself in this like kind of judgy, negative, like uninspired place, I flood myself with inspiration, you know, do the opposite. So anything that I'm listening to in the day, any moment and brief window in the day where I can flood myself with like a positive message, an inspiring podcast, a really good audiobook, I'll do that because it can be the reminder that I need that I'm in control of like how I take on the day. So I first start there and I'll do that also with like music too. And then I go outside for a walk um, or with an intention of like doing nothing and not wearing anything, not thinking, but just going outside for like a 10 minute, like breathe the fresh air and just be grounded and be present. And I kind of use like from the Untethered Soul book, it talks a lot about like just not being in thought, but just being present like in your mind, which is very hard to do. Um, But it can feel really good and it can realign like your whole energetic state by just going out and thinking to yourself beforehand, like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to just be and whatever I see, I just see, I don't have story, I don't have this like mind chatter and like you do really, you try and be really intentional about not having mind chatter while you go outside because it can be really grounding for the soul. If you catch yourself wandering off into thought, just bring yourself back to how your breath sounds, what you see just looking at things and not letting yourself go on a trail. Like you, you just have to course correct a little bit, but it also always feels really good to get outside and do a very intentional nothing walk. And then I'd like to do something to get out of my normal routine, something that forces me to switch out of that headspace. So whether it's go like get a coffee before work and, or schedule like a, a drink with a friend or Something that just like gets me out of normal routine and it forces me to like be in a different headspace. 
it can sometimes be like a good little sliver of, of time to just like realign my energy. And then of course I smudge. So I, I get the sage out and I smudge my like body like with the smoke because I find that it really lifts anything that's heavy or that's stagnant. It just makes me feel so much better. I can't speak enough good things about smudging and using Palo Santo and using sage because I mean placebo or not it works. It helps to just feel less heavy, less stuck and less negative. Like it just pulls whatever is like attached to you because it's crazy. We can have like a lot of energetic attachments that sometimes isn't even our own crap. Like think about that for a minute. We can sometimes, if especially if you're an empath or really open person, if you've had an interaction or been around somebody where you can't control like who you're around and what you're like saying and like what you're doing with somebody, like say for work, you have to like deal with certain customers, you have an energetic like um, tie to that person or you take on too much of their stuff and you don't even know it, but it can cause you to be in a really funky space. And sometimes it's important to ask yourself like, is what I'm feeling mine or not mine? Because you will have a gut reaction to if it's your stuff that you need to sort out and shake off or if you're carrying somebody else's heavy stuff. Maybe you just had a really like weird conversation or you had a bad thing at work or you had, you know, maybe a crappy conversation with your husband or your kids lost their shit and you just are holding on to that energetic piece. If you're feeling in the funk, just ask yourself that question. Is what I'm feeling truly my stuff? And if you kind of get this heart-led answer of no then smudge that shit, get some fresh air and cut those cords and like do a cord cutting meditation for like energy. It can really make a big difference. I got into big habit of doing that after clients because even if it was a great session, it's important that I end the session there and that energetically I don't take anything from what they've brought up or what they're, what we're working through in their life so that I don't attach it to my own. So that's a really um, key thing for anybody that struggles with like negative people or or weird situations that have happened and you definitely are a big feeler make sure you are asking that question and doing those cord cutting meditations or like actions like smudging so that you can just relieve yourself of any stagnant stuff because ain't nobody got room for that so that is my list for when you are feeling uninspired now um when you want to feel energized and you want to you know, just like you're in a good place and you want to be, you know, taking advantage of that and you just want to like be in a high vibe. These are some things that I do. So I first start with like a coffee or like treat yourself with a really like delicious drink. And then I write out intentions for the day and what needs to be let go of to achieve that. That also is going to tie into my everyday non-negotiables list, but I wanted to share it for this um, category specifically too. So I write out the intentions of my day very like specifically. So for example, I might write like while I'm sipping my coffee, if I want to feel energized, I'll write, I intend to have a day where I have positive interactions, where I lead with confidence, where I feel grounded. I intend to be kind and look people in the eye and and feel like I have um, good exchanges. I intend to be clear with my communication and say what I need and you know, feel my body well and move my body, like whatever you want the day to be, you set that very clearly, like word for word as your intention, like first thing in the morning. Then it's also important to say what needs to let go of for me to achieve that. So I need to let go of, you know, self-limiting beliefs, or I need to let go of feeling like I have to be perfect in every situation and allow myself to be authentic. I have to let go of, um, 
rushing in the morning. So making sure I'm waking up on time. Like what are some things that you have to let go of or ensure um, happens so that you can achieve those intentions? That's a really important part of like self-responsibility. And then the next thing I do and make sure I do is I work out or I get my heart rate up. There has never been a time when I'm wanting to feel energized and kind of on top of the world where a workout doesn't do that for me. I obviously go to Hydra CrossFit because that's our business that we own in town and I have never regretted a workout and there's just something that happens like physically there's something that happens with your hormones when you work out obviously but then also for me it's just it puts me in this energetic state that I absolutely love it's what has me coming back for the last 10 years being very intentional and consistent with my workouts and I focus on that I focus on making sure I, I work out and move my body to get my heart rate up because that gives me energy. It helps me stay on that path that I find myself on that I want to be in that state. And then I flood my environment with good music, vibes, podcasts, funny shows. I keep the energy super high in every way. So I don't watch anything or listen to anything that's like catty or like sarcastic and negative, like nothing that's like, you know, just borderline. I just keep it very high vibe, very positive, very energetic. And that helps me to stay in that state of mind as well. And then I get off social media for the day. So I do not go on social media unless it's to like respond to a potential client. I don't go on social media for the day when I want to stay in that vibration because it so quickly can monopolize your time. It can so quickly make you question yourself and it just gets foggy. So get off social media for the day, do a 24 hour detox where you just don't go on, like just don't engage. It is amazing what it can do for your focus and for like your clarity if you just give yourself a little... a a brief breather. And then another one I said is eliminate the drains where you can. Eliminate anything that might pull you off course when you want to be in that energetic high vibration state. Just be really aware of those drains. Make a list even like in your journal like these are the drains I know emotionally and for my heart and for my time. List them out. Make sure that you are clear with that so that you can kind of you know protect yourself from having too much exposure to those things. And then, um, did I let, no, that's it for, that's all I put down for if you're wanting to feel energized because I don't want to have like 20 things per category because that would be a lot of information. Um, but those speak specifically to that kind of, um, desire. And then the last one is want, when you're wanting to call in the good vibes. So when you are, you know, wanting to be in your like biggest, most expressive self or your, you know, just you're vibing with life, you're about to launch something or you're doing something special or you just feel that like itch to just like make some positive changes and and gear up a little bit. These are the things my tried and true routines and self-care pieces that I do for that. Number one is Palo Santo and meditation first thing in the morning. I use Palo Santo to bring in good vibrations, good energy, Um, it welcomes abundance. And so I use the Palo Santo where like around my space and around myself. And I do a meditation about a 10 to 15, a 10 to 15 minute, um, very intentional meditation, whether it's on gratitude, positivity, self-expression, abundance, manifestation, like anything that's in that vibration. I do that first thing, like first thing when I wake up and then I'm, I'm going to quick get into like my daily non-negotiables just as like a ending, but Other things that I put in this category is also I get myself ready and take extra time for the, for the primp. So I do my hair, I do my makeup, I have my uh, outfit picked out. I really take intentional time to 
like feel good, feel good in how I'm expressing myself and how I'm showing up in that external piece. That's just like a biggie. And then I forecast my day. So I plan out um, what I want to have happen, what I want to flow, the, my joy and desire list with that. I start out with my joy and desire list and then I go into my forecasting. So I set my intention and then I forecast like what I want to accomplish, what needs to be done, like the top three things. And um, I just like kind of lay out how the day is going to look and feel. And then the next thing is I do something special for myself and I treat myself intentionally. When I want to call in the good vibes, I really take the time to treat myself to something that's just like whether it's getting my nails done that I haven't in a long time or buying that um, delicious cup of coffee or treating myself to a really nice bath and like wind down routine at home. Um, treating myself to like a delicious lunch. Like there's so many things I can think of that just like make me feel special and that make me feel very intentional about what I'm trying to call in and how I'm trying to um, show up. So that are, those are my things for calling in the good vibes. Now things, so I wrote down some things and notes here. So when we are in different stages or phases, we need different practices. So you need to fill out your protocols so that you can jump to them in a notice in a moment's notice. It's really important to know for you what self-care looks like when you're in different headspaces. If you find yourself like, okay, I find myself getting into these anxious periods, what do you need to pull yourself out of that? And create little lists on Canva. Like in, if you're an aesthetic lover like I am, then you can find really adorable like templates of to-do lists and then just change the wording so that it can be your like self-care checklist. You know, and you can have like a little folder or a little like you can tape them into your journal with washi tape if you want to be that cute. <laughs> Put them in your journal for like, with the headings, like if I'm anxious, I do these things and create your own protocols for the different ways that you want to feel because that can be a great way to stay consistent with certain routines and get to know yourself better and to see what really pulls you out of the funk and out of the feeling of not being in control and allows you to show up a little bit more grounded. So make sure that you kind of check in with the different stages that you find yourself in because at different times you're just going to need different things and it's going to look different for what self-care is for your for your present life. And then intention matters. So having go-to rituals to pull from has saved me and pulled me out of some really dark places. Knowing that I can, you know, knowing that my journaling, if I do it every night, that it puts me in a certain headspace and making sure that that meditation is a non-negotiable, like those things have kept me from going to to dark, dark places and just the intention around how I'm spending my time, whether that's 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day or an hour, it really matters. It can make a big difference. So I want to, I want to note that to you guys too, to be very intentional on what your self-care is. And then customized self-care is so important. When we do things out of trend or should, it truly doesn't fill up our cup and we don't get the benefit of connecting inwards. So don't do self-care because you think it's what this person on YouTube does and it makes her feel good. So it's going to make you feel good or self-care looks like this specific face mask and this journaling thing. If that doesn't speak to you, if that does not leave you feeling better, then it's not for you. you it's all like try things out for sure, but don't do things out of this place of like, oh, this is what good self-care looks like, or this is what I should be doing to like prioritize myself. It's got to make you excited. It's got to impact your heart so that you want to do it again. And I want you to know that self-care 
And the different things that are going to go on the list for your different categories can look so different. So these are just some examples of like what self-care is. For some, it's Bible study. It's using toe separators and drinking a tea. It's a candlelit bath, um, doing free movement with their body and letting themselves just like move and express their like breath with breath work. Some it's like a yoni egg practice, which is if you have spoken to me, you probably know and have heard me talk about yoni egg practices, but that is for a whole other episode. I will let you Google that and we will circle back. <laughs> other self-care things is like a gym, going to the gym or watching a comedy show or making a delicious dinner and meal prepping. For me, it's meditation. It's journaling. It's listening to an amazing podcast. It's working in my creative. It's cleaning and organizing something. Self-care for me is going outside and getting really deep fresh air and bundling up no matter what it's doing outside to ground myself in nature. Self-care for me is prepping my day and my my bags for tomorrow so that I don't feel as rushed. It's going to bed at nine o'clock instead of 10.30. Like self-care should look so individual for you because your needs are so different from other people's needs. And prioritizing yourself is so important because you cannot keep filling other people's cup if yours is depleted. And no one's going to come around and force you to give yourself that attention. Nobody cares about that as much as you should. So you have to advocate for your time and for your heart and what you need. And that's why I think creating little categories of self-care can be really helpful and makes it less intimidating. Because if you find yourself in the state of right now in winter, just feeling very uninspired a lot, then great, have an uninspired category and list a few things that you're going to try or that you know make you feel better. You're like, oh, it really makes me feel better if I wake up and do a a. 6am workout. So I'm going to do that like three times in the week. At least three times I'm going to get up and do that for myself because it does make me feel good. Or if you know that journaling out your like day helps to unwind your mind and then you sleep better, tell yourself you're going to go to bed 30 minutes earlier to get that journaling work in and not finish your day with like the crime show. (laughs) because nobody wants scary dreams. If you listen to my other episode, you will get that reference. So I want you to think about your self-care as being super individual and like very, very specific. This is one thing I work through with my clients is that we really start to tailor what like speaks to their soul and it's very unique things. And sometimes finding those unique um, habits and patterns can be the catalyst of them making massive change. And it always looks different depending on the person. So I want to encourage you to deep dive into what you're needing and what your categories should be right now so that you can pull to it at a moment's notice when you're feeling like so much is out of your hands. That's a way to come back into center, come back into your power to take control of the day and what you what is in your hands so that you, you know, go to bed resting your head knowing that you showed up in your life fully, you were present, you were attending life, you weren't just letting it pass you by. And the beauty of self-care is that it's personal. There's no rules and it can be switched up for whatever resonates most. Let yourself design routines that really, truly bless you. Some are going to be routines that are daily and non-negotiable. And what some of mine are, I thought I would share with you. My non-negotiable self-care pieces are drinking water, a ton of water every single day. Every single day, I drink at least 12 cups of water a day. And the other thing I do is journaling. I pen to paper every single day. Every single day, whether it's a joy list, whether it's freeform five pages of writing, whether it's a journal exercise, whether it's questions from a workshop, I make sure I go pen to paper with my heart and head every single day because that has given me the most tremendous leap forward in my growth 
by getting a consistent habit of like checking in with myself that way. Another thing that I do daily is prayer. I pray to God, um, who, like that's what I believe in. And I do prayer every single day for my boys, for myself throughout the day. I'm in prayer a lot just to help center myself, to help me let go of things, to welcome things. That is a daily non-negotiable for me. And the last one is breathing slash meditation. Every single day I come into my body, I quiet the outside world and I just breathe and I focus on that breath and focus on just being in the present right now. And meditation is the best way to stay out of that anxious headspace. It keeps me very rooted and very grounded in how I want to feel. And it's so simple and it's free. And there's so many amazing guided meditations out there. It becomes something that you really look forward to. So it doesn't feel like work. None of my non-negotiables ever feel like work. They feel like blessings because they make me feel better. And I want you to find that for yourself. I want you to find those key things that you look forward to because of how it makes you feel after. In the moment, it might not always be hard and it might kind of feel like a task. But as long as you hold on to what you feel like after, then it will always be worth it. And maybe you can take something from today and apply it into your categories. Try some stuff out. See what fits. Be open to discovering what those things could be for you, what your daily non-negotiables are. You may have daily non-negotiables right now that aren't blessing you but are hindering you. So be conscious of that and just add some things in. It's easier sometimes to add a few things in than to eliminate. So maybe for you there's a little routine you need to add in at nighttime that will really make you feel better and that way you can you know, be in a different headspace to let something go that isn't serving you. We all get to be trial and error. There gets to be progress over perfection. But I really believe in us owning our time and really understanding what self-care can mean on a soul level and not just the surface level. Oh, it's the face mask and the skincare and then that's it. Like if you're not touching into your heart and to your soul, then you may not be getting the depth of the recharge that you could. And I love walking out different like customized self-care routines for people because sometimes it's just a matter of they don't really know where to begin or there's so many options like how do I know where to start and I love tailoring that for my clients because it's really neat to see what works for them and what they now have like adapted to be their like daily habits that make them feel really good and really alive. And so if you need help with that, you know where to find me. You can email me, you can message me on Instagram, and we can discuss a power session that I offer with um, clients to to discover some of their routines that either keep them stuck or help propel them forward. I offer that for $150, the power sessions, and they're um, 60 to 75 minutes. And then there's some follow-up and some cool homework and tailored practices just for you to help customize how you spend your time and what kind of energy that you show up in, especially if there's something around, you know, specific product or specific projects, or maybe for work, or you're heading into a hard season or hard week, or you just simply feel like you need to add a little bit more intention into your life. I'm here to help you with that. And that's going to wrap up the categories and the different self-care rituals that can bless and fill up your cup. That was a lot of information and a lot of different ideas, but maybe there's something in there that really sparked your interest that you will try. I would love to hear how it goes. And as always, I love chatting with you today and bringing these conversations to you. I'll be back again next week with 
more real life updates and some another some more perspectives to share with you. May your week ahead or day ahead be blessed and may you feel grounded and centered in your power and your confidence and in what you have to offer the world. And hopefully you are supported and loved and you feel that on all levels. I'm sending you so much love and light. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Chat with you soon. Bye.